Hello and welcome to the Grace Avenue Church Podcast. As you listen to this message, I pray that you're built up, encouraged through God's Word, and I pray that His Holy Spirit leads you and guides you in the way that you should go. I pray that He gives you answers for your questions, healing and help for your life. Most importantly, I pray that this Word helps you to become more like Jesus and a greater influence for Him in our church and in your world. Now, let's grow together. Enjoy the message. doing today? Y'all, y'all awake? It's late. It's almost lunchtime. Okay, we have something amazing planned for you today. So you're going to wake up and you're going to get something so good out of today. First service was really powerful. Um, we've been in a series called Faith Forward. Um, if you're new to Grace Avenue, we have all of those podcasts up on Apple and Spotify if you want to catch up. But Faith Forward is more than a series. It's actually the directional word of God. For our house for this year. Each year, Daniel and I pray about and ask God for a directional word. What is it that he wants to do in the lives of the people of Grace Avenue this year? And he's been so faithful to give us something every single year. And in December, we um, heard the Lord say that this year was supposed to be about faith, to bring believers back to a place of faith where we believe he is who he says he is. He can do what he says he can do. And we're going to be hearing some faith forward stories. Our panel is already up here. These are people that um, we love so much. These are people that have been here for various um, um, years. Um, they all came at different times. But um, we have seen, Daniel and I have seen them grow in just very profound ways. And they're going to share their story. And I love mornings like this because I wish everybody could know everybody's story in here because Grace yeah. Avenue has a spirit of overcoming on it. We have so many people that have overcome incredible things. And you walk in here and you just see people smiling and laughing and having fun. You have no idea the hell that some of them have been through. Yeah. And the joy that's on them is a testimony of what God has done. And it's really incredible. So can you give our panel a hand? They're going to be sharing some stories, but first I just want to recap um, this series a little bit. We've been talking about faith forward, a faith forward mentality. And Pastor Daniel has been telling us that when Jesus called us to follow him, when Jesus said, follow me to his disciples, he was calling them to a life of two things, a life of faith and a life of forward momentum. Because the kingdom of God is always advancing. The kingdom of God is always taking ground and we are either advancing with it or we're falling behind. There's no middle ground in the kingdom. And so God is calling us forward. And in our life, that um, both of those things will be tested. Yeah. The their trials will come, tribulations will come, difficulties will come, and we will have to choose whether we believe that God is who he says he is, and we will have to choose if we want to keep moving forward. Yeah. And sadly, a lot of people stop. They get stuck in different places, in different seasons of their lives. And I really think that that is what God is trying to do through this series is just propel us to keep moving forward because there is so much more. The Bible says that um, we go from glory to glory. We go from strength to strength. Yeah. Things are going yeah. to get better in the life of the believer, not worse. No matter what is happening in the world, we can believe that. We so have good. that faith. So and so um, I was reading in the Gospels, um, in December. Um, Jan Daniel and I usually pray um, in the fall for the word for the coming year. And you, usually God gives it to us by like September, October. And this year hadn't happened yet. We were praying. And in December, in this one week, um, God spoke to both of us separately, but about the same thing. 
And for me, it was a very convicting um, experience. And it was something where I felt like I had to, God was dealing with me yeah. about my lack of faith in certain areas. And so I was reading in the Gospels where um, in the whole of the Gospels, Jesus is going from town to town. And he's doing miracle after miracle. And people are amazed. And people are shocked. And people are overjoyed. And people are, you know, incredulous at what God is doing, what Jesus is able to do. But in the Gospels, Jesus himself is only amazed by us twice. <laughs> Two different times it says that Jesus marveled or was amazed. And they both have to do with faith. The first time Jesus says, it says that Jesus marveled and was amazed, it was by the lack of faith in his hometown. The lack of faith in his own community. The lack of faith in his own family. People that knew Jesus, people that Jesus had grown up with, people that um, were of the Hebrew faith who had no faith. And it says Jesus literally stepped back and said, wow, he couldn't believe their lack of faith. And the second time that Jesus marveled was at a Roman soldier's great faith. So this is somebody who did not know Jesus, who did not come from the Hebrew faith. He was a Roman. But for some reason, he believed Jesus could heal somebody in his household that was ill. And the Bible says that Jesus marveled at his great faith. And so we see that, that God is amazed either by believers who have every reason to believe but don't, or unbelievers, people who have no reason to believe, but do. Yeah. And, I, and as I saw that, I was so convicted because I would fall into that first category, somebody that has every reason to believe. I have seen God move. I have seen miracles. I've experienced miracles myself, yeah. but there were certain areas in my life where I wasn't moving forward with God anymore. There were certain areas in my life, certain situations in my family where I just felt like I, I wasn't sure if God was going to move anymore. Things had been a certain way for too long, and, and I didn't even realize I was operating that way. I just felt like the Lord was showing me, like, in this little area, you have stopped believing that I can actually do what I promised you I would do yeah. because it's taking too long. It's taking so long, and you're settling there. I love God. I believe God can do great things. I believe God can do great things in your life, and sometimes it's yeah. like that, right? We believe God can do more for someone else than yeah. he can do for us. If we're not careful, we can fall into that first category. And so the Lord, like, really dealt with me. And, and when he does, it's, it was very exciting because I just felt like God was calling me to believe again in certain areas. And he's only doing that because he wants to move in my life. And Daniel had a very similar experience where he was just convicted by certain areas where he was not moving in faith anymore. And we're a couple, like, we like to move in faith. We like to take risks. We like to push forward. And yeah. so I think that the past two years, 2020, 2021, have done that for a lot of people. They've left us in a place of uncertainty. They've left us in a place where we don't know if we can make decisions. We feel a little paralyzed. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So much bad has happened that it's almost like we don't want to get our hopes up. Yeah. And when that's happening, we're no longer believing that God can do what he says he can do. And we're no longer believing that God, that we can make plans because we know God is faithful. And even if they don't turn out exactly the way we thought they would, God is still good and God has still got us. And so I just want to encourage you this morning. We're going to hear some faith forward stories um, from these people who really had to believe God for a lot and saw him come through. And I just pray that you find yourself in these stories, that there's something relevant to you. I know that there is going to be, and that you would believe that God could do for you 
what he's done for these people up here because he's not a respecter of persons, right? He doesn't love them more than he loves you. If you hear something, I just want you to grab hold of it, and I want it to raise your level of faith and expectation that God can do the same for you. So we're going to get started, and why don't, before we get started, why don't you all just introduce yourselves and maybe say what you do and how long you've been coming to Grace Avenue. All right, my name is Todd Owens. Many of you guys have seen me at the door greeting you. I'm uh, one of the leads of the parking usher team here at Grace Avenue. Um, so we'll make sure that you guys come in safe, have a nice seat. <laughs> um, I've been coming to Grace Avenue since about 2012 when Chris Martinez invited me to Connect Group. And then after that, I planted that seed and I started coming to the church. I did move away for a few, for a few years. Um, I was stationed out in Corpus, uh, which I'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but after that, my wife and I moved here, and then her and I started coming together. And so that's my story. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Ashley. I am part of the First Impressions team or front of the house or greeters in hospitality. So all that warm coffee you guys drink, we definitely make all of that. Um, I'm married to Brandon. He is actually on the media team, so you probably see him doing photography. Uh, we've, been do we've been coming to Grace Avenue Church um, since 2018, shortly after, that, uh, shortly after we got married, um, and we started serving very soon after that, and um, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom with our son, Maverick, who lives up to his crazy name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, this is my husband, Joe. We've been coming since 2018, and uh, I serve in the nursery. You probably have it see me, but I do love on your children back there, um, and I'm a veterinarian for the Army. Uh, I'm Joe, her husband, as she forementioned. Uh, we've been coming here since 2018, starting in August. Um, I serve on the campus support team, and um, that's pretty much it, yeah. Oh, I'm an aircraft mechanic as well. Okay. And Jen is a doctor times two, because she's yeah. a vet, and yeah. she's got her PhD in what? Public health. She's awesome. Lottery. Don't ask her for advice about your pets. <laughs> All right, Todd, why don't we get started with you and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what God has been doing in your life. Absolutely. Um, first off, it's, it's an honor to be you know, before you all, you know, my peers and brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys receive something from each of us today that you can move forward with and take out to apply for your faith forward to stories of your own. Um, mine started, um, the example for me was provided for my, through my parents years ago. Um, I was about eight or nine years old, and I remember, you know, my parents, my whole family, we grew up in church. My parents had set a good example there. But I remember us falling up on hard times, you know, just, I was telling the first service, uh, like beans and rice every day, and, and then I remember at one point we lost our home, and we had nowhere to go, and so a lady from the church actually, um, she volunteered to take us in to her two-bedroom apartment with her and her son. Yeah. Well, I'm the youngest of six kids, and I have two parents, so that's ten people in a two-bedroom apartment, and um, we were very, very tight and comfy and, you know, <laughs> snug in there. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of love to go around, but not a lot of space, you know, to spread that love. So um, <laughs> head to foot in the bed, you know, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on the sofas. Um, it was, you know, that, and it was for an entire year we lived there. Um, and so in that... I couldn't help but just observe. At the time, I didn't really capture it because I was young. But in hindsight, and what God did for me in my life, it really, that seed was still planted that allowed me to look forward 
um, sorry, I looked back to see where that, that seed, you know, was planted, where it all started. Um, but I never for once did I see my parents, like, walk and act in discouragement. Not once did I see them look as if they were walking away from God. Yeah. Not once did I see them look like they were giving up you know, or, you know, giving in to disparity or remaining stuck. They always remained positive in their faith-forward mindsets. Yeah. Despite having six mouths to feed and nowhere to live, they did not give in to the enemy's attack on us, you know. And so I thought that was so encouraging to see, you know, that progression and that consistency in their faith and in their walk. And it planted something into my life that as times went on and I came to my own struggles, um, it was something that I was able to kind of lean into and just remember. Um, and then it really just kind of kept me grounded. So I grew up, you know, in the church with them. My parents actually started a church after this, after we went through this transition, after we went through this season. And um, we moved to Houston from the Dallas area. And my, my father started the church and my mother, you know, she actually came on to ministry, you know, shortly after. She was initially just, you know, doing uh, praise and worship there. And God put a calling in her life. So I had a great example of what the power of God looked like in my life. However, none of us are perfect. And as I got older and my parents ended up actually having a divorce, um, I leaned into the convenience of, well, they're not together anymore. You know, I don't know what's going on there. So let me do my own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, try to run away from God. And he, he, he allowed me to have some grace there. And then I started kind of, you know, come back around and kind of tiptoeing, doing what I knew to do on the Sunday basis, but I wasn't leaning all the way in. Um, it wasn't until years later where um, God said enough was enough. And um, <laughs> for those of you who may have gone through this situation yourself, when you run from God, he has a way of just snatching you up after he gets yeah. tired of it. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm telling you, I'm nudging you, I'm, you know, poking at you, saying, hey, come back to me. But if you take too long, he will definitely just grab you by the back of the head and just snatch you back. And that was my experience. Um, actually, uh, I finished college. I went to the border, border Patrol, served down. I was stationed down in, in Kingsville, Texas. And I was heading down to the checkpoint one day in, in, the, in our unit, and um, a guy tried to cross the highway. He was drunk. And he blocked both lanes, and I was going speed limit on the highway, so it was like 70, 75, whatever it was at the time, and I T-boned him. And I was a driver, and you guys know I'm a very big guy. 16-passenger van we're talking about, that seat's really small. <laughs> so needless to say, I got bang, you know, bounced around like a pinball in there and um, ended up with some good amount of injuries, um, neck, back, wrist, unilateral, shoulder. Um, had some surgeries, and um, it was a long journey after that, trying to, you know, progress out of that pain, out of that misery, mentally, of trying to have that faith forward mindset. And I had to, I got to a crossroads of, do I remain stuck, you know, and just sit here and just faithless, or do I move forward and press on and, and the grace that I know that God has shown my family, the example that was provided for me. Yeah. Um, the doctors were pushing medication at me left and right, and and it was one of those things that, like, well, only by God's grace that I didn't become addicted to that medication. Because this is prior to, like, them cracking down and, like, you know, pushing out Norcos. At this time, they were giving out every single visit. Yeah. And I had a visit, like, once every other week. So imagine, like, huge bottles of hydrocodone, like, thrown at you. Only God's grace kept me from getting to that point. I remember getting to the point where I was like, you know what? Just trash. It was just trash. I'm going to lean up only upon you, God. And you're going to pull me through this. You're going to help guide me through this. Wow. Shaking. Not being able to walk. You know, at times where I was in so much pain, just tears to my eyes. It was, 
it was very humiliating as a man, like, trying to make it through some of those things when I was just, you know, a month prior, running and jumping and doing all kind of crazy stuff in the woods. Now, I can barely walk more than 300 steps without trembling in pain. Um, and so that was one of those times in which I had to really lean into God and to really trust in him to get my, have my faith to move forward because without him, there was no way I would have made it through all that opposition. Yeah. And so I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. And I, I know that each of us has different things we go through, but I also know that regardless of what we're going through, if we lean in and say yes to God, that he will pull us through that. Right. And had I not said yes to that, I wouldn't have met my wife yeah. who actually took care of me after my accident. She was my nurse. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was so grateful <laughs> for that opportunity to meet her because so he planted her in my life, you know, and just to see her heart and like seeing me at my worst, seeing me limping around and just in pain all the time and for her to love me, like God showed me who he really had for me. And so like I couldn't help but notice that and observe like that's God's grace. And so just because you, when you say yes to God, he will bless your socks off. You just got to lean all the way in yeah. and not look back. So okay. I'm no more running for me. I'm full throttle ahead. Yeah. That's so good, Todd. I had forgotten that Karina was your nurse. I mean, it's incredible because, like, that's so God. In your worst moments, he, he, he's still working behind the scenes to bring his purposes um, forward in your life. That's awesome. Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? So um, growing up, I grew up very different. Um, we did not know God or Jesus in our home. We didn't attend church. Um, I really, up until recently, didn't even know if my dad believed in God, to be honest. Um, we didn't talk about him. We're, I never, I never knew his grace early on. Um, my parents divorced my senior year of high school, so I went into college um, with a lot of hardships, a lot of hurt, a lot of sadness. Um, I faced a lot of struggles um, by myself because I thought I didn't have um, really anybody else to lean on uh, besides my mother. Um, she was a very, very strong pillar of, of strength for me. She talked to me when I needed her the most. Um, she would talk me down when I needed her the most. Um, she would uh, just give me so much saving grace. Um, despite, you know, not knowing God, he had put her in my life for a reason. And she um, meant so much to me uh, in that time while I was going through those things. Um, fast forward a couple of years, uh, Brandon and I got engaged in April of 2017 on my birthday. I was able to I spend that time with my family and friends um, celebrating, but shortly after, two months later in June, um, I received a call and tragedy hit my family very hard. Um, my sister called me. She said that my mom was in the hospital. She didn't know why. She couldn't tell me anything. Um, and I know for some of you guys, uh, any other type A's in the house, I, I immediately, my mind went to the worst. Um, I made Brandon drop everything that he was doing, and we went to her. Um, when we arrived at the hospital, we found out that she had a sudden heart attack and passed. Um, she passed away. You know, we didn't get to say goodbye. She was already gone by the time we get there. Um, and in such a moment, I realized that my life was shattered. Um, it was very hard to uh, 
keep going in a time where I'm supposed to be celebrating. I'm supposed to be getting ready for this amazing marriage that I'm going to have. I'm supposed to be uh, planning for all of that. It was very hard to move forward um, at that time. Sorry, I cried the first service. I was like, I'm going to be better. <laughs> um, at first, I didn't know what to do. I did what probably most people do. I prayed for God to bring her back, bring her back to me, bring her back to my family. And when he didn't, I resented him. After such a loss, I struggled to just find happiness. In a <laughs> I struggled to just find that happiness that I knew that I was supposed to have. I knew that he was he that God had for me but it was really hard but we did it we got married in July of 2018 and in August of the same year we found ourselves in the back of a Grace Avenue service um you know crying our eyes out like some of us do um I was saved in the back of one of my first services that I ever attended here I was able to give all of that up to Jesus, the anger, the despair, the hurt that I had in my heart, I was able to give it up to him, and um, I was saved here. Uh, we started serving um, very soon after that. <laughs> uh, Brandon actually started serving before I did, which I'm probably a little jealous of that, um, but they, uh, Tony knew that he did photography, so she asked him on, and of course, I was like, wait, me too. I need to, I need to be serving too, so I started serving shortly after. Um, in May of 2019, I became pregnant, and at our appointment that I was supposed to get confirmation, or we were supposed to get confirmation of the pregnancy. We actually found out that we had miscarried. Again, it was just another blow. It was a very hard time to uh, remain happy. It, you know, we were newly married. We, we had found Christ. My husband was making steps in his journey, and um, all these great things were happening. We were moving forward. But, you know, when something else hits you, it's hard to just keep looking past that. Um, in August of that year, or September, uh, we found out that I was pregnant again. And we were pregnant with Maverick, who you, some of you guys have seen terrorizing the halls for snacks. Um, but <laughs> we found out that we were pregnant again. And um, I just it was hard to be excited. It was hard to be joyous, joy, joyful um, in that moment because you just feel like the carpet's going to be ripped out from underneath you. In the beginning of the pregnancy, I it really began to set in that I was going to be a motherless mother. I remember sitting in my freedom group at the time and expressing to them I wasn't happy. I couldn't be excited for this. Um, pregnancy, I felt inadequate, I felt unworthy um, to be a mom. I didn't know how I was going to do it um, without my mother in my life. And I just remember one of my leaders um, looking at me and saying, Ashley, this is just the enemy trying to steal your joy. God will provide you with the wise counsel that you need, the means, and he will make a way for you to be a great mom. I literally white knuckled and held on to that statement the rest of my pregnancy. 
I stopped trying to protect myself and fell into a faith-forward mindset for God and the promise that he had for me, my husband, and our family. We knew that he would meet every need that we ever had. We stayed steadfast, even though we didn't want to. I was super pregnant and super big, and I didn't want to be serving anybody. <laughs> um, but we stayed steadfast in our journey, and um, in that time, I began to see God's hand over the pregnancy and over my family. I found out that I was pregnant at the same time as like five or six other women in the church, and I don't know if uh, some of you ladies have been pregnant with your best friends at the same time, but it was like that times five. Um, it was really great. <laughs> we were all confused. It was, it was terrible. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, my own sister and Brandon's sister, our families stepped up in a big way of encouragement and just love. My uh, relationship with my father was healed. I had some hurt from him you know, in our past, but now we have a great relationship. And then we had just so many other old school moms that have had three, four kids already. They stepped in and they gave just so much encouragement. I was literally flabbergasted at how, how many people stepped up to fill what seemed like a void for me. God made a way for me to leave my job at the time, and by leave, I mean I got fired, but I was able to, like, step away, yeah. I was able to step away in, in faith and be okay with that. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I'm a stay-at-home mom now, but... <laughs> um, but he gave us the community, this community, to move forward and just pick up the pieces of my life that I thought I, I was missing. And really, that's it. <laughs> I'm, just so, I'm just so grateful for the community and everybody that we have here. Yeah. Let's give Ash a hand. That's so good. Um, you know, I, you see Ashley, if you, you've seen Ashley in the lobby. <laughs> She's always in the lobby. She's got a big smile. She's so full of joy. It's not fake. It's real, God-given joy, because she chose to push through, and she chose to, to reject bitterness, um, because those two losses could have left her in a very bitter, resentful, angry place towards God. It's yeah. just, it's natural. That's how we want. We want to lash out against God, and we, want, we feel like he owes us something that he's taken from us, and she chose to push through that, and that's not easy to do. Um, and the fruit is a joyful heart, and she's just thriving in every area. And she, I, the thing I love most about this story is that I remember talking to Ashley, and I remember her having that moment where she was like, I don't know if I can do this without my mom, feeling like, you know, you need your mom to help you through those things. But Ashley now has a podcast <laughs> called Calling, um, Called Over Chaos. Yes where she is helping moms mother their children. She's, her kid's like two years old, but she's helping other moms mother their children. And I just think that's incredible. That's what God does if we give him our lives, right? And instead of saying, stick, sitting in a place saying, I don't have, I need, why don't I have? She's like, let me just share what I know with others. And I think that's incredible. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody cries up here. Um, <laughs> Um, so now we're going to hear from the Swicklas, and Daniel and I love them so much. They're 
um, have been at the church, what, three or four years? Four years, but the first year doesn't count because Joe um, will tell you his story, but Joe wouldn't speak to us for the first year. Um, <laughs> um, so it feels like, it doesn't feel like a lot, a long time, but God has done so much, and they are just like, stories like these are the reason why we started Grace Avenue and why we continue to do this. It's very hard what we, uh, what we do on those discouraging days. I think of people like the Swicklows, like Ash, like Todd, um, because this is why we do what we do. Um, to see the transformation in people's lives is just like, it's the greatest joy. I think Daniel, we were at dinner a few weeks ago, and Daniel said you were like our best fruit. And it was very weird and awkward. <laughs> But we really mean that. Like, it's just like, I, I can't, like, adequately express how, what it does for us yeah. to see you guys moving forward the way that you are. So why don't you share your story with us? Sure. So um, I was saved as a child. I was raised in church. Um, but in my 20s, I kind of started doing my own thing. Um, I met Joe, and we talked about God. He knew God. That was cool. We got married. We never, like, really dug into relationship with Jesus. Uh, about a year and a half into our marriage, we were a broken mess. Uh, we had baggage from past relationships. We were living two different lives. Um, we weren't on the same page about anything. Our finances, we weren't on the same page about Jesus. We weren't on the same page about going to church. Um, we weren't on the same page about even how to be a wife or a husband. Um, and so uh, I had decided I wanted a divorce. And so we um, were fighting all the time, and we, we had a fight. And he looked me in the eye and he said, do you want a divorce? And as I went to say yes, I felt the Holy Spirit hold my tongue and I could not speak. And I knew instantly that that was God saying, you're going to stay with him. And um, that was really hard for me. It was like a light bulb moment of him saying, come back to me. And um, so I had to start praying because I didn't love him. I hated him. Um, I had so much anger and frustration. I was disappointed. How could I be in this mess? Um, and we were just really a mess, and we were broken, and I didn't understand why, God, do you want me to stay with him? I don't like him. And so I started praying for God to change him. But really what I started to learn is that I needed God to change me. I had unrealistic expectations. I didn't know how to love him. I didn't know how to forgive him. I needed healing. I needed to get past my past, and we needed to come and get together on the same page. Um, that was in 2009. I started praying and praying and praying, and nothing in my life has happened quickly. And so years had gone by, and uh, I just kept praying. And we would try church, and then we would stop church because he would make fun of it or something, and I just didn't want the argument. And so I would just keep praying and praying. And, and then we came to Grace Avenue in 2018. Um, and I just felt the Lord say, press in, dig in and just go, regardless of what he says, regardless of what he does, you go. Yeah. So I did, I went to church. There were lots of times I'd come to church by myself. Um, and I just didn't have to deal with the arguments. It was just what it was. And, um, I did grow. I started serving. I did a bold night. I did a connect group and then I did a Bible study. And during that Bible study, when I started, when I'd start to leave to go to Bible study during the first six weeks, I would cry because he would fight with me and say some ugly things to me. And I just had to finally just say, God, I don't want this anymore. Like, what do I do with this? And he was like, you need to talk about this at your Bible study, because I was a private person. Um, and so 
I opened up in my Bible study and the women started praying for him. And over that six weeks, I saw the Holy Spirit change him. He started listening to Christian music. He started coming to church with me more. Started talking to people at church more. Um, and shortly after that, he went to a men's event and was saved. And what I would say to you is that that was 10 years of praying and pressing in. And um, Finally, when he was saved, I, I asked God, I said, what took you so long to move? And he told me I was waiting for you to move. And I look back at all the times that I didn't go to church because I didn't want the argument. I would turn down my Christian music because I didn't want to hear him yeah. mock it. Yeah. I would close my Bible because I didn't want to hear the comments. Um, and I shouldn't have. I should have kept pressing in. So good. So good. But because of all of that, we have so much healing, and I have so much forgiveness for him, and I have a love for him that I can't explain. Yeah. When before, before I didn't even like him. So God can do a lot of work. So good. great introdu introduction. I'm sure all of y'all are my biggest fans now. It's great. Um, so uh, I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, it was an obligatory Catholic household. So that means you go to church, you don't get anything from it. It's just you have to go. This is what we do. You know, the collection plate comes down the aisles, you put 10 bucks in it, you know. Um, but there was never any joy of God in my house. I knew of him. I knew what he was. Per se, I guess, if you want to call it that. But there was never any joy about it. So uh, my mom passed when I was 15 years old. Um, my dad had the, the forethought to put me in mental health, but, which was good. Um, probably saved my life that way. But um, I joined, uh, well, hold on. I'm skipping over a part. So I got into drugs, like, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> so uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't the, the best time of my life. Not something I'm super proud of, but uh, it it put me through something that um, I had to get out of. So I joined the army uh, right after high school, and um, that got me out of the drugs, but into a whole new mess of problems that I had unresolved issues throughout my whole life that I was dealing with. And the army's probably not the best place to deal with those issues. Yeah. So uh, that didn't work out too well. I ended up getting med boarded in November of 02. And uh, I got my AMP license, started fixing helicopters on the civilian side, and uh, I just traveled. I went to Alaska and, and New York, Saudi Arabia, just as a contract mechanic, just basically running from all my problems. Every failed relationship I ever had, just running. Just constant failures, but I always had my job. I always had my career to fall back on. Yeah. Um, I remember having lunch with Pastor Henry one time, and he, I was telling him this story, and uh, he said, man, you put the M in Martha. Like, you, you do a lot of work. So um, I met her at a friend's wedding, as cliche as that is, um, made fun of her sweater, and somehow won her over with that. So we're good there. Um, and then uh, she got into vet school, which, yay me, you know. I'm like, sweet, I married a doctor. This is going to be great. Um, but both of us had a lot of unresolved baggage that we brought into the marriage. Um, I had a foot out the door every time I left the door, you know. Um, I worked in another another city. We hadn't had kids yet, which was good, but um, I was week on, week off. You know, we lived separate lives is basically what, what, it, what it came down to. And uh, she was miserable. She did hate me, and I probably deserved it. But uh, she made the, the, the bold decision against my better judgment to join the Army. I had a bad taste about that in my life, and uh, she did it anyway, so... Kudos to her. 
Um, and then we got stationed here. And uh, we met uh, the Pruitt clan, which many of you all know. Ooh, no, no. Don't worry about that. Um, so we met the Pruitt clan, and um, they kind of got us into a church that was one of the many that didn't work for me. So, um, But then God moved us to England. And uh, we were there for three years. And I gave up my aviation career because... You know, I can't do that stuff in England. It's a different Fed. So um, we were forced to live in the same house for three years. We had just had Wesley. Uh, we talked about wanting to have another one. But, you know, being in that, in that moment, in that season of three years, being in a foreign country where you're forced to actually live with your wife, yeah. um, it, it changed things. You know, our relationship wasn't great still because it was still godless. But... Um, it was a relationship, at least. And then we came back here, and uh, first people were like, go to the Pruitts. Where are they going to church? And uh, they said they were coming here, so we gave it a try. Uh, she loved it. I hugged the wall very, very tightly. If I could have painted myself the same color as the wall, <laughs> just a camo in there, I, I would have. Um, you know, we started coming to service. I didn't like it, didn't like the music, didn't like anything about it. Sat on the back row. Um, if I could have built a back row in the lobby, <laughs> I probably would have been out there. But um, she made me a deal. She was serving. She was into it. Um, but she made me a deal. She told me, I bought you this ticket to this men's event. And if you go and you get nothing out of it, you don't ever have to go back to church again. Wow. I was like, man, that's a deal. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking that. This is a surefire bet. And then... Uh, I got saved. <laughs> some, uh, some magical man from California came in. He was preaching, and it was really good. And he started talking about uh, Jesus and a donkey, and I guess that somehow triggered God to slap me in the face and do his work. Um, but I remember I was freaking out, um, didn't know what was going on. Do you remember what that no what that moment was like when you like finally made that decision? Um, yeah, actually, uh, it, it's really hard to explain. So, if you take every bad thing you've ever been through in your life and you've carried it around like a lot of people do, yeah, and it's like a big boulder on, on your shoulders. Getting saved is like somehow this boulder is removed. Yeah. You feel weightless, yeah. and there's like this big wave of, of healing and love and happiness and maybe a little bit of terror. <laughs> but yeah. it's just peace. It's Amen. peaceful. It's good. And it's I remember Kevin Pruitt was sitting next to me because he's the only one I would sit next to. And uh, he prayed over me. Yeah. So, I mean, that was good. Um, but um, I, I took that story home and I was telling Jennifer I was freaking out and she was really trying hard not to smile. She knew what was going on. So I'm sitting here terrified. She's like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, all right, well, this, that's not cool. Um, but uh, from that moment, I, I got really invested. I, I hard charged it. I went yeah. to grow class. Um, I went to Freedom Group, which helped me figure out how to heal. Yeah. And that's where I met Brandon, yeah. her husband. We uh, found out we had many things in common in Freedom Group. But um, then I went, uh, and Pastor Henry again asked me to be part of Kingdom Man Group. 
And so I went there and I learned how to step up and be a man in my house, yeah. like be a pillar in my house. And I didn't have to make the most money or have the best job. So good. But I was able to pray over my kids. Yeah. And I was, I was able to be a person that they come to with their problems because they knew where I was going to send it because I was going to send it up. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, my faith forward story is basically just going full surrender. You know, I gave I gave my good things and my bad things and my hurtful things and my angry things, and I gave them up to God, and He led that. I, I my new job that I got what I don't know what, what back in November, um, I turned them down the first time, and God's like, no, you're gonna take that one. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna make him give you more money, but you're gonna take that. One. <laughs> so I was like, cool, I'll take that. Um, but uh, I think I'm leaving something out. I just kind of rambled, don't I? No. <laughs> but uh, I what? would say um, from a faith forward standpoint, um, I was a guy that showed up at church and felt that nobody would understand my problems. Yeah. I was an Army veteran. I had a lot of issues. And uh, I've heard people come up to me and say the exact same thing I would say to them. Like, you're not going to get me. You know, I'm, my stuff is too complicated. I know God. I don't need to go to church to prove that. And uh, church is about community. And yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, I just want to be that guy that, hey, there is somebody here that is exactly like you, that has the exact same problems that you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not too late. I got saved at 39. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I don't see how you're too old to get saved. Nope. So... <laughs> I bet that's, yeah, that's my story. That's amazing. It's so, it's so fun to get to watch that transformation because Joe has turned into such a passionate follower of Jesus, and he's already um, leading so many other men to do the same thing. So it's really, um, it's really exciting. So, Jen, I would just ask, like, if you could say if there are people in here that are believing God for something and it's been a really long time and they haven't seen it, what would you say to them? Just kept, just keep pressing in. Um, don't give up. Don't stop praying about it. And find women or men or whatever to encourage you. I had women um, who would encourage me when I felt like maybe this was just the way God was going to have it. This was just my life. I was just going to have to deal with it. And that's not true. Um, and I had women that just kept pouring into me. And so... Find community and don't give up praying. That's awesome. Can we give them a hand? They all did such a great job. Y'all can go ahead and stand. We're going to pray now. Um, I hope that, like we said at the beginning, you were able to relate to at least one of those stories. And I just really feel, um, again, that if you're, if you're in here, if you're part of Grace Avenue Church, if you've been listening to this series and you have not taken a step to believe God for that thing you know he wants to do in your life, what are you waiting for? I know a lot of times we don't, we don't take that step because we don't want to be disappointed. We've been disappointed too many times. And so it's just easier to not hope or expect for anything good. But I want to tell you that this, this is the word of the Lord on our, on our house this year because 
he has plans for you. He has plans for our church. He has plans for every single person in this. He wants to move you forward. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Faith is not conditional on the circumstances. Faith, for the believer, it's unconditional. It doesn't matter what's happening around us. We can still choose to believe God, to believe that he's good, to believe that he's going to pull us through, to believe that he has something better. It's not wishful thinking when it comes to the Lord. He wants to move you forward. There, are, There is um, territory that he wants you to take. He's put you on this earth for a reason. He wants you to do things. You're, we're advancing the kingdom on his behalf. And in the midst of that, we get blessed. Good things happen to us. God blesses us. Even in the midst of difficulty, like we heard with Todd, the darkest moment in his life in that, that accident that he had, God brought him his wife. <laughs> and you can just tell it's a match made in heaven. And they're running in the same direction and they're fulfilling God's purposes. So it doesn't matter how low you feel right now. It doesn't matter how bad your circumstances are. I just want to encourage you to begin to look up, to believe God for more, to surrender like Joe did. And to really step into what he's calling you to do. This is how we will change our circumstances, our situations, our surroundings, our city. We're called to do that. It's not all about we don't have faith just for us. It's for everybody around us that is touched by our faith and by our obedience. So I just want to pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every single person in this room. Father, I thank you for the good things that you have for them, Lord. I thank you for the places in their life that you are showing them, Holy Spirit, that they need to, to believe you for again, Lord. Maybe a marriage or a child that is just bewildering a parent. could be a family situation. It could be a financial situation where people have just been stuck and they just can't seem to get ahead, and they just can't seem to break the cycle. Father God, I thank you that you have good things in store for your people this year. That it doesn't matter what's happening in the, um, this, the United States. It doesn't matter what's happening in the economy. Father, you are above all of those things, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, for a church. So when you look down at Grace Avenue Church, you see a church that believes you, that takes you at your word, Lord that isn't afraid to trust you, that isn't afraid to take steps in the direction that you're leading them in. Father God, I just thank you for everything that you're doing in this space. Father, I ask that by the end of this year, we would have testimony upon testimony upon testimony of breakthrough, Father God, where people were moved forward this year in very specific ways, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray that that word blessed you. If you'd like to know more about Grace Avenue Church or want to know more about how to be a part of what God has called us to here in the city of San Antonio, or if you'd like to sow financially into our vision and mission, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening. We hope to see you soon.